this upcoming year in 2022, it's election time. The governor's gonna have to be reelected. Uh, the speaker's gonna have to be reelected. Every member of the house is gonna be reelected. Re so now is the time to call the governor's office, call Lieutenant uh, Governor McNally's office, call Speaker Sexton's office, let them know that they're opposed to any illegal immigration coming into Tennessee. And you are definitely opposed to any kind of uh, amnesty and because that's what the Democrats are gonna try to do. Tell them you're opposed to that. Call their legislator. Uh, ask them, are you definitely opposed to that? If you're not opposed to this, I'm going to uh, try to push and support candidates who are going to do what I want as a Tennessean. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative, and today Bruce Griffey, state representative for District 75, joins me to discuss illegal immigration in Tennessee and a newly proposed bill that he authored that would stop the taxpayer funding of education for illegal immigrants in our state. Bruce is married with two children, Madeline and Mary Allison. He's an attorney, attends First United Methodist Church, and received his BA in political science in JT from the University of Mississippi. He is a former assistant attorney general for Tennessee and is a member of the NRA and Tennessee Firearms Association. Bruce is currently serving out his term in the General Assembly, but, but we will be losing him. Sadly, This is we needed immigration hawk up there, and I believe Bruce is about the only one we have. But he's going to seek a circuit court judge position in the 24th Judicial Circuit in District 2. Uh, we are saddened to lose you in the House, but wish you the best of luck on your campaign. Bruce, welcome to the program. Thank you, Brandon. A pleasure to be here as always. Appreciate you and all your um, followers and uh, supporters of the Tennessee Conservative. Well, thanks, buddy. Well, Bruce, tell us about the legislation that you recently filed regarding, you know, protecting Tennessee uh, taxpayers and students from the negative impacts of rampant illegal immigration in the volunteer state. Uh, thank you, Brandon, for the opportunity to address this. Uh, look, uh, I graduated from law school in 1991, and the decision in 1982 called Plyler versus Doe is a decision. It was a 5-4 decision. Uh, five more liberal justices of the Supreme Court felt like that it was better for the nation that they set the policy that will require states and state taxpayers to fund education for children that are here, whether they're undocumented, illegal, whatever phrase you want to use, that that's better uh, policy for the nation. And that's the way things are going to be. There was four justices in the minority, uh, Chief Justice Berger, Justice White, uh, Justice Rehnquist, and Justice O'Connor that uh, disputed that view and felt like that it was completely unconstitutional. It was a results-oriented decision, um, and I'm in that uh, minority with them, but I think I've got some pretty good heavyweight conservative justices in their analysis. And as a student of the law and now a lawyer, you know, you recognize that there are certain things the Constitution allows and certain things that it doesn't. And uh, when you just start opening it up to interpretation as to which uh, conservative or liberal wing of the party is in control of the court, you know, we're really damaging our entire uh, constitutional system in our constitutional republic. So uh, this is my last term in the House. I've always felt like this was an incorrect decision. 
And we've had a change in our Supreme Court with some more conservative justices. And I think this issue needs to be litigated. So that's why I filed the bill. Um, and uh, very happy I did it, actually. So one thing that always rubs conservatives the wrong way is when states should assert their rights under the Constitution and push back against federal and even judicial overreach, almost in the same situation we recently had that with medical freedom where the, the House kind of, in my opinion, bent over uh, for some federal money and, um, and, and probably some corporate money and said, oh, well, that's, that's a federal issue. We'll wait for the, the courts to do the right thing. We're going to do the wrong thing now in the hopes that the court will do the right thing later. But that's really not what state representatives and senators, in my opinion, get elected to do. You get elected to go up there and pass state laws that are good for your district. And, and, and sometimes that means that you have to, to put laws in effect that anticipate a legal battle so that you can get through that legal battle to get the outcome that's best for your districts. So I'm, I applaud what you're doing here. And I think a lot of people try to uh, really pass the buck up in Nashville by avoiding these things in various topics. Let me read a quote to you uh, from the Tennessee Immigrant and Refugee Rights Coalition. And I'm sure they- <laughs> My buddies. They have no dog in this hunt. And I'm sure they have Tennesseans- Tennessean's best interests at heart, I have no uh, doubt. It says, uh, in response to the bill you filed, time and time again, immigrants, refugees, and our allies have stood up to stop each one of Representative Griffey's anti-immigrant, anti-refugee bills, and uh, this time will be no different. So the question I would have, you know, we conducted a poll of over 2,600 Republican primary voters, and when we asked, should illegal aliens be eligible for free public education at Tennessee taxpayer expense, 98 of them resoundingly said no. So my question is, if we have a Republican supermajority, who are all these allies that the illegal immigration promoters are referring to? Well, that's a good question. And I don't know that I can necessarily answer that. Look, this decision has been in place for 30 years now. And, you know, we've had Republican-controlled Congress and Senate, uh, you know, the House and the Senate. Uh, and, and, the, and the executive branch. And this thing has just sat there. Nobody wants to touch it. And look, here's the thing. It, it, to me, it comes down to a fundamental constitutional argument. The Constitution allows the states and the government to treat different classes of individuals differently if there's compelling state interest. And look, how we spend tax dollars is certainly a compelling state interest, I would submit. And also, uh, you can treat different classes of people differently if the Constitution also recognizes that. And the Constitution explicitly recognizes that people that violate our laws can be treated differently. People, the Constitution recognizes that people that come to our country without authorization or illegally or undocumented are uh, entirely appropriate be, to be treated differently than someone who's here legally and with authorization. So how do we get from we can't treat this group of individuals differently from our own uh, children uh, of legal people that are here legally. It makes no sense logically. And that's why the four justices said, look, this is a results oriented driven decision. That's all they wanted to do. And I'm really kind of frustrated that we haven't had more in the Republican Party stand up and push back on this. Uh, there's been plenty of time to do it. There's been plenty of opportunity to do it. And no one seems willing to do it. And look, if 
if the court comes back and says, you know, you're right, uh, Tennessee, it was uh, the Supreme Court was originally wrong and we're going to reverse Pyler versus Doe, then it puts it back up to the states for them to decide how they want to spend their tax money. If Tennessee wants to come back and vote to spend money on to pay for the education for children that are here illegally or undocumented, that's a, an argument and a debate and a public policy decision that I think everyone uh, ought to engage in and have their say so. I personally wouldn't support it because I think providing free education is one of the, the attractants or the magnets for so many people trying to come here illegally. So you think about all the people down in these South American countries that their educational system is probably nowhere close to ours. And believe me, we've got problems with ours, but still, they, what parent would not do just about anything they could to help their children have a better life? And the way to do that is to have better education. And I think that's one of the major reasons we have so many people flooding our southern border to come in here. And now this is a totally different situation than what it was in 1982. We've got an invasion. There's more people that are coming in from the southern border than Patton's entire third army marched across Europe. At that, all thanks to Joe Biden and his liberal uh, Democrats and uh, policy wonks. So uh, this needs to be addressed. And I would hope that my fellow Republicans would step up to the plate and go, look, we recognize it's going to be a, a, a legal battle. We're willing to have that legal battle. It's not really going to cost the state. We've got an attorney general. He's got competent attorneys in the, his office that can litigate this case all the way to the Supreme Court. We have it day in and they do that stuff day in and day out. So I really don't see what the resistance is. And as far as Turk or whatever, look, they, they're pushing a political agenda. And, um, you know, that I think everybody, if you don't recognize that, you're, you're sleepwalking. So, Guys, if you appreciate what we do here at the Tennessee Conservative, if you will go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support or hit the support button. And when you give, you get two proud Tennessee conservative bumper stickers. Uh, you can use this to patch things around your house. You got a flat tire, you're going down the road, take one of these puppies out, slap it on it, drive on. These things are, are so adhesive. Uh, they really are. I mean, I've seen this thing uh, pull aluminum off of a refrigerator. I mean, they are made of something. Once you put it on there, it will never come off. I'm just letting you know, fair warning. Uh, it'll be there for eternity. If you give $50 or more, or if you make a recurring donation, you get this proud Tennessee, uh, this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler with all the news coming out uh, here lately. I've had to drink a lot of cold beers out of this, and I believe it has revitalized my health and turned back the clock, uh, and perhaps even pauses aging. I'm not quite sure what magical properties are imbued in this, but it can be yours. And we also send you this handy official directory of all your state reps and your uh, state senators, which many of you use uh, uh, profusely during the special session. And that's why many of us got our, our medical freedoms back. And finally, if you give, or if you go to, uh, if you go to letsgobrandonhat.com, you'll get this puppy right here. And uh, everybody wants one of these uh, heading into the holiday season. We've only got a few of these puppies left. So if you want one, get them while they're hot. So, and, and, and I think it needs to be addressed for nothing else for the sake of the children. We have got a situation here in Hamilton County where we've had massive flight of, of, of residents and citizens from the public education system. And they have almost, all those uh, waning numbers in many school districts have been exclusively backfilled according to a conversation I recently had with a school board member with illegal uh, immigrant children. And in two schools where that's happened the most, uh, I recently reviewed some documentation 
that they are reading at grade level in those schools that are overran uh, with undocumented children, it's like it doesn't even make the, the score screen. It's like an asterisk. That means that it's less than 5%. And we've got another one that's like 8% of kids can read at approaching grade level. Mastery is like zero. And you can't just flood a school with a ton of children uh, that speak English as a second language who have not had kindergarten, who have not had first grade, second grade, third grade. You pop them into fourth grade and then you expect the other children around them and not that not to put a strain on the educational system is just insane, not to mention the fact that it, it's not the responsibility of the taxpayers uh, to foot the bill, in my opinion. Um, changing gears, as you know, you know, we broke the story on that covert illegal immigration center authorized by Bill Lee in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with no community of discussion. And, you know, many children were molested. At least one was lost. That's what we know is reported. Uh, what did the study committee determine about this? And, you know, what, if anything, do you think they're planning to do about it legislatively? Well, uh, I guess uh, what the committee de determined, I'll leave that up to the committee and their report. Um, my determination is that uh, we have uh, the federal government is not enforcing federal laws regarding immigration. Uh, they are intentionally ignoring it and flooding our state with children that are here undocumented, illegal, whatever. Uh, they're trying to place them with different folks. The, the placement system is uh, questionable as far as verifying. Uh, we don't, we're not getting any information from the state as to who they're placing the kids with. And because we all say, well, that's private information. It's none of the business of the state. And, you know, my estimation, we could be doing a lot more. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis had a six point proposal of things we could do, what a state could do and what Florida is going to do to try to address this problem. And that was one is to uh, uh, prohibit business licenses uh, from any uh, entity, business entity that's assisting or providing services to do this. I think it would be entirely appropriate for our Department of uh, uh, Children and Family Services, DCS, to uh, verify each and every child placement with anyone because the problem with bringing all these folks in, you run a serious risk of human trafficking and children being abused or taken advantage of. Um, I think it's entirely appropriate for DCS to be involved with each and every placement and verify where they're going, have follow-ups on care to make sure that no one's being abused in this system. Because the look, the, the folks that are here undocumented, they're being abused too. Uh, they're being abused through wages, uh, job promotions. Um, you know, this is something that we should just not turn a blind eye to. If we do, we are really uh, failing in our mission as Christians and how we treat our fellow man and how we treat everyone in the state of Tennessee. So I think it's interesting if you want to adopt a child in Tennessee. Um, and my wife and I looked into this before we had our second one. And um, it's extraordinarily expensive. It's a long, prolonged process. Uh, DHS basically wants to come and live with you to make sure that 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 everything is going all right. It's a it's a massive invasion of privacy yet. Yet. And it's so funny that that people that are not citizens of our country get more rights and allowances than citizens. That it, it's upside down world in Tennessee right now. They talk to the kid for like five minutes. They give them a name or a phone number and they say, go live with them. 
And this is all done by a third party. This isn't even done by DCS. And the third party goes, well, we took care of it. We, we verified it's relatives or distant relatives or uh, somebody, a close family friend. And we placed them with, well, who'd you place them with? Well, we can't tell you that, Tennessee. That's, uh, that's getting into privacy issues. So I, the whole thing just stinks to me. And uh, you know what? I, I'm with Ron DeSantis. We ought to set aside $8 million, $6 million uh, for every, every person that was brought here undocumented and dumped into Tennessee. We ought to make efforts to ship them all up to uh, Delaware and Martha's Vineyard, the East Coast, and uh, let Biden deal with them up there and all his supporters in the blue states and the blue metropolitan areas. I agree. That would change everyone's tune. Everyone's, uh, every, I bet you it would. Everyone's uh, liberal virtue signaling would quickly uh, turn into something else because uh, no, no one builds a fence or a gate faster than a gentry liberal. Trust me. Let me let me throw this out to you, too, Brandon, because I, I got some emails and phone calls and I'm a bigot and, you know, uh, uh, what, all this other stuff, racist and stuff. You know, I wonder what if all of these illegals that came into Tennessee, what if instead of they were taking the low paying jobs for cleaning toilets or hotel rooms or factory work or landscaping or constructors, what if we had a law that mandated for every illegal to come here, they have to take a salary position for somebody that's making a salary or a CEO, they've got to place their jobs. I can guarantee you if that was a law, this thing on illegal and undocumented immigration coming out of our country would stop quicker than, you know, you could say Jack Rabbit, whatever, uh, <laughs> quicker than you but because it's low paid, low skill, the poor people, the poor working people who take it on the chin, it's fine. You know, nobody's really going to raise a stink. Flip that around and see how many people in the upper level uh, white collar jobs, it, you would see quick action on the part of politicians. Well, it's always easy uh, to be open minded when it doesn't cost you anything and it costs somebody else something. So exactly. to close out, uh, how can Tennesseans join you and other true conservative uh, people that are uh, in this fight against illegal immigration, not with words and rhetoric and study committees, because Tennesseans don't want it studied, they want it stopped. Uh, what actions can they take and, and how can they follow your bill through the committee process so that we can identify what will probably be uh, rhinos gunning for this thing from day one with you know the the same usual suspects that i've been told by various state reps the nfibs the chamber of commerce all those people that pose as conservatives but when conservative legislation makes it to committees they send their lobbyists and their donations in there to kill it and you know with the assistance of, of folks that that make promises on the campaign trail but don't deliver in nashville things quietly die. Well, here's the Tennessee conservative. Uh, we want to make sure that every piece of legislation that dies does not die quietly, but it dies a very loud, visible death back in the districts of the senators and the reps who kill it. How can somebody follow this, watch this, and, and what do we need to be doing to help in this fight? Well, one of the best things going on uh this upcoming year in 2022, it's election time. The governor's going to have to be reelected. Uh, the speaker's going to have to be reelected. Every member of the House is going to be reelected. Re so now is the time to call the governor's office, call Lieutenant uh, Governor McNally's office, call Speaker Sexton's office, let them know that they're opposed to any illegal immigration coming into Tennessee. And you are definitely opposed to any kind of uh, amnesty, and because that's what the Democrats are going to try to do. Tell them you're opposed to that. Call their legislator. Uh, ask them, 
are you definitely opposed to it? If you're not opposed to this, I'm going to uh, try to push and support candidates who are going to do what I want as a Tennessean. So that's entirely appropriate. Everyone should be nice and polite. Uh, demanding doesn't really get you anywhere, but you express your views and say, this is damaging to Tennessee. It's a policy decision for all Tennesseans to make and our elected representatives. So uh, do that, reach out, call them, email them, write. And I will try to post when this uh, bill is gonna go in front of the committees. Please follow it. You can get online and see it at the days. If you can't come to the Capitol, if you can come to the Capitol, come to the Capitol and sit out there in the audience. We'd love to have you. Um, Politicians generally respond to the people and negative press. So you know, maybe contact the press, write letters, uh, do polls, organize uh, signature campaigns. Any of it and all of it will help. Uh, the, if, if there's not a ruckus being made, uh, politicians assume that, well, people are really not that concerned about this issue or that issue. So I would encourage them to make their voices heard. All right. Well, Bruce, you've been very kind with your time. I'll leave you with the last word. Uh, thank you, Brandon. Look, uh, it's a, my uh, privilege and honor to represent everyone in the 75th House District and Tennesseans in Nashville. Look, I think we just need to be smart and have some of these policy discussions and stop demonizing one side or the other side, you know, um, and we all, instead of spinning things and trying to, you know, portray one thing that it's not, is not really helping anybody. So let's have an honest, open discussion about these issues. And look, if this bill passes, it's not going to change anything. The, 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 the measure would be immediately enjoined, and it will be a court battle from that point going forward. But what's wrong with that? That's what our courts are there for, to settle these disputes. So I'm hopeful, and I appreciate everyone's support on this bill. Well, thank you so much, and I hope that, that we get traction. I do believe that, that we can't just point to the federal government and shrug our shoulders. We can't just point to the judiciary and shrug our shoulders. That's not why you elect people to the state house and state senate uh, or the governor's mansion. Uh, you want them to try to change the legislative and policy landscape, and we appreciate the work that you're doing there. Bruce, this is Brandon Lewis. Uh, do take Bruce's advice there. Reach out to your state reps and state senators. Let them know about this legislation if you support it uh, and contact them. We'll have more on this at TennesseeConservativeNews.com where you can subscribe to our daily newsletter. Until next time, I'm Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative signing off.